Hey, hey, Jesus people. Welcome to the first ever episode of Keto in Christ. I'm your host, Andrea Curry, um, and I'm very excited to take this journey with you. Now, before we dive in, I just wanted to discuss really quick what this episode will be about. I'm going to break it down for you. Why the keto? Why the Christ? Why keto and Christ? Um, So that's going to be the platform for today's discussion. In future episodes, I'll be having on guest speakers and other people with me um, that are going to be going and diving deeper into these different areas of Christianity that we all seem to struggle with. Um, And we're definitely going to hit on a lot of hot topic issues. I am very grateful to God for the opportunity to have this platform and very excited to start this journey. So without further ado, let's open up in a word of prayer. Father God, we just come before you, Lord, and I I ask you to just take over this podcast, Lord. This podcast is yours, Lord Jesus. I am your vessel. Um, use me today, Lord God, and I just pray that your word would go forth and fill the hearts of those who listen and that your word will be proclaimed in your holy name and by the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. And uh, I just also want to open up with a scripture that I feel like encapsulates um the reason I'm doing this (laughs) uh and kind of gives you a full scope of why why I want to proclaim Jesus and it comes from first chronicles 16 8 and it says to give thanks to the Lord call on his name proclaim his deeds among the people and in a lot of ways I think that's what the purpose of this whole podcast is about it's it's a way for me to thank god in a public setting in an open space where i could just proclaim the things that he has done um it's been 16 years since i gave my life to him and it has been a wild ride um and that is an understatement so i'll be going into a lot of these different stories a lot of different areas on my faith walk where god has just come through and shown himself faithful time and time again Um, But first, let's crack in to why keto and Christ. So that first part, some of you might be thinking, what does keto have to do with any of this? Um, Well, for me, my weight loss journey has always been a struggle. Um, As you can tell, I'm still uh, a chunky lady. Um, (laughs) Basically, the reason that there's keto in the name even though my current diet is more um, low carb than keto centric, um, the reason that keto is in there is because finding the keto diet was such a game changer in not only my fitness journey, but my walk with Christ in just the way that he brought me to the diet. Um, You know, I have struggled with my weight for years. I was obese as a child, starting in kindergarten, all the way through to high school. Um, topping off in high school at around 400 pounds. And you might be thinking, oh man, (laughs) that's crazy. Um, It was. I was a big lady. And I honestly, even at that time, didn't really think of myself as that big. Like it's it's a weird thing to even think back now um, and realize how much weight I've lost um, in comparison to what I weigh now and, you know, just continuing on with this weight loss journey. Um, And when I first came to Christ, I 
actually lost like a whole bunch of weight without even realizing it just from getting excited and getting involved in things I was so enthusiastic into jumping into ministry and I was just going and moving and food was no longer a source of comfort for me so I lost 100 pounds without even thinking about it I like to say that it melted off but it of course did take time and one day I was just like wow I'm lighter than I used to be what's going on um but I still had more weight to lose and then back in 2017 I had actually gained back a lot of the weight that I had lost when I first come to Christ and I was getting into the higher 300s I was about 325 and steadily increasing and it was at this time where I just threw myself before the Lord in desperation and said, Father God, you need to help me. I don't know what to do anymore about this weight loss situation. I don't know where to go, which way to turn. I've tried every single diet you could imagine um, from a weirdest one I ever did, by the way, was three days of nothing but shrimp and oranges. I lost 10 pounds in three days, but I don't recommend it. Um, It was definitely not a a very satisfying um, dietary plan, but that in fact was a method that I used at one point in time. So um, (laughs) I had tried a variety of different things and I was just like, Lord, I am coming before you and I'm going to keep asking until you direct me to the diet that's going to work for me. And of course, like most millennials, right after that, I started scrolling on Instagram. Um, Tears in my eyes, hysterically exhausted from just crying out before the Lord. I just was mindlessly scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I come across this post for the ketogenic diet. Um, But it was broadcasting this man who was on the ketogenic diet in order to help lower his cholesterol. And I, in, you know, the great arrogant mindset of me um thought oh lord you missed the mark here um i was looking for more of a weight loss diet uh my cholesterol is fine so you gotta go again and i kind of dismissed this post even though in the moment i kind of felt this gut check in my spirit and i knew that god was um pointing out this post to me for a reason i kind of ignored it and was like nah next Um, and it wasn't until many, many weeks later that I kept seeing all of these things on Pinterest, uh, on, again, on social media, (laughs) on Pinterest about the ketogenic diet, all of these different articles. And, um, I, again, just was dismissing it as it was nothing. And this was before keto was trendy like it is now, right? Like now you hear about it everywhere you go. You can't turn on the TV. You can't go into a market without seeing some sort of keto, low-carb advertisement. And back when I first heard about keto, there was none of that. Nobody knew what it was. I used to say that I was on keto and people look at me like I was a crazy person. Now they're like, oh, me too. Um, But whatever the case may be, um, I finally saw on Facebook one of my sisters in Christ posted a video about chocolate peanut butter fat bombs and I was intrigued um (laughs) here are two of my favorite things being combined together in a very simple recipe and I was like what is a fat bomb so naturally I went to Pinterest 
and I typed in fat bomb and you know what came up? The ketogenic diet. (laughs) So this recipe that was super easy and super delicious happened to be a keto recipe and I was like blown away. And so now I started looking into it and I started doing research on it and I ended up finding out um, how great it is for weight loss, for PCOS, for epilepsy. And, and, you know, this diet's been around since the 1920s, helping children with their seizures. And I'm just like, whoa, mind blown. Sorry, Lord, you actually didn't miss the mark. I did. So (laughs) now I go and I am researching everything I can about how I could start this diet. And I start it, and the first time I started it, I did not do well. I did well for a couple of months. I lost a little bit of weight, but I wasn't doing it correctly. So eventually I found myself very fatigued, very hungry and very irritable. And um, I went back to carbs. And following that, I ended up going back to my diabetic doctor and she ended up informing me that my A1C was way too high from going back to the carbs. And she basically gave me an ultimatum. She wanted that day to put me back on insulin. And I begged her not to. I begged her to let me try keto one more time. And she gave me three months. And she said, okay, I will give you the three months. But if you come back here and your A1C is still high, we got to go back on the insulin. You have no choice. And I said, okay, done deal. No problem. And I went home and I got rid of every single thing that had even a little bit of carb or a little bit of sugar in it. It was done. Um, And I took it very seriously and I ended up wonderfully, wonderfully, (laughs) I ended up lowering my A1C by a tremendous amount. And she actually ended up decreasing my medication when I went back to her three months later rather than giving me insulin again. So um, that was a tremendous blessing in and of itself. Even if I never lost another pound, just having my diabetes under control um, is such a huge blessing. And especially since I've watched most of my family on my father's side pass away from that illness due to poor diet and just not being able to control their diabetes. So for me, going on keto and losing weight, it's not um, about my looks. It's not about how, um, you know, thin I could get, even though, you know, I am already gorgeous. So it's definitely not about the looks. But... Um, It's really about having my body be as healthy as it can be in order for me to be able to have the future um, that God would have for me. So that's that's the whole kit and caboodle there of why the keto and keto in Christ, because a lot of the stories that I'm going to share, especially from the last few years, are going to involve that diet and the way God used it. Um, to bring me closer to him. You know, I ended up finding a wonderful gym community and all of these different things. So definitely that is a major reason why keto is in the name. And then we go into Christ, right? Um, When I first started with this endeavor and I had mentioned to my family that I wanted to do a podcast, um, they were excited. They were enthralled. They bought me all of this uh, equipment that I'm using right now, this microphone and my little sound system, all of my lighting and this backdrop. You know, those were all Christmas gifts um, in an attempt to help me 
um, create the content that I wanted to create, but I didn't share with them what that content was going to be. I just told them I was going to do a podcast and everybody knows that I'm a talker. So right away, everybody was on board with the idea of um, me starting something that um, where I was talking online. Um, I guess they were tired of talking to me themselves, so they gave me to you. Um, <laughs> but uh, once... I got all the equipment and once I started planning out the scripts and planning out what the podcast was going to be about, um, my brother had asked me, well, you know, what is your podcast going to be on? And I told him Jesus and he said, mm, I don't know if that's a good idea. Nobody's going to want to listen to that. Well, I disagree. You know, I think, yes, Jesus may not be the most popular topic in our culture today, but it is certainly the topic that we need. Um, this country has gone so far away from the Christian values that it once held. And I think if any time we needed more of Jesus and more of his word, it is today with all of the terrible atrocities that we see around us on a daily basis. And the way that this um, world is just turning more and more to the things of the demonic and the things of sin. Um, this is definitely a time to talk about Jesus. Um, so with that being said, that's one of the main reasons why I'm here. And the reason I want to talk about Jesus is because of how he so radically transformed and changed my life 16 years ago. Um, I was sitting at home one day planning out how I was going to end my life. Um, and as I was sitting there, this thought came to me and I, I could picture it now. I'm sitting in my room and I'm looking out my window and outside of my window, there's like this little wooded area. And then off in the distance, I could see the steeple of this church. And it was actually a church I was familiar with. You know, when I was younger, growing up on the island, I was um, brought up in a Christian church. Um, but as soon as I was able to leave, I ran out the door. Um, and for me, that was when I was 11 years old. I remember looking up to this guy and being like, you know what, God, I don't think that you are real. And you know what? I feel like you've abandoned me. So I'm abandoning you and I'm not doing this anymore. And I stopped going to church. Um, and so now I'm 18 and I'm sitting at this window in this new town in Staten Island. Um, that's where I'm from, if you couldn't tell by the accent. Um, and I grew up in New Dorp and, and moved to Tottenville when I was 16. So now here I am two years after being in Tottenville. I have no friends. I'm a high school dropout. I have no job. I have absolutely nothing going for me. And I'm sitting out this window just staring at the steeple of this church that I knew that I had been in a production with when I was really, really little um, called Go Go Jonah. And if anybody who's listening was, you know, involved in that production at that time, you probably just from me saying that title had the song stuck in your head like I do now, which is Go Go Jonah, Go Go Jonah, Go Jonah, Go. Anyway, <laughs> um, and I'm planning what I'm going to put in this note, how I'm going to explain to my mom that this isn't her fault, you know. Um, and this stupid random thought comes to me that all I need is two days away. Two days away would solve all of my troubles. 
I'm a high school dropout, got no job, got no money. But yeah, I could find a way to get away for two days. I mean, it seemed ridiculous um, at the time. And the very next day, my mom asked me to come to church with her. And I hadn't been to church in years. But I felt bad. My mom was very sad and I wanted to comfort her. So um, out of obligation, I went. And um, I remember sitting there that day and just having no desire to listen to the sermon. Um, And I'm just listening as it's going and just blanking everything out. And then at the very end, the pastor says, we have a two-day trip to West Virginia. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what do you say? What's that? (laughs) You got two days where? With who? With what? Um, (laughs) Sorry. I I clearly um, watch too much social media. Um, (laughs) But the Lord will help me with that. Um, Anyway, I got really, really excited. And then I, for whatever reason, my mom nudged me and she asked me if I wanted to go. And I knew we didn't have the money. Um, my father had um, abandoned my family um, a couple years prior, took all of our money, took everything, and moved to Alabama, um, which is a story for another time. I'll go into that deeper at, a, at another um, episode, how that whole fun thing went down. But <laughs> I knew my mom didn't really have the money to send me anywhere, but she asked me if I wanted to go, and I very excitingly was like, yeah, I, w- I want to go. I want to go to this trip. And she said, okay, well, we don't have the money for it, and I just kind of sulked back into my chair. I was like, fine. I guess I'll just go end my life tonight. Like, <laughs> just, Why not? I mean, tonight's as good a night as any other and you know clearly nothing is going my way these these are the thoughts that are going on in my head and my mom's like no but let's see if we can figure something out so we go into the hallway of this church after the service and my mom goes up to the table to go figure out if i could go to this um youth convention and i'm just sitting against the wall thinking there's no way that this is happening it's just not gonna work and um, as I'm thinking this, I see my mom start to come through the crowd and she's smiling and she comes over and she says, you're going. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? How could I possibly be going? Like, that's not how. <laughs> and she said, well, somebody paid extra money for someone to go who couldn't afford it and they're giving it to you. And unfortunately, um, That surprised me. Now, I mentioned before that I grew up in the church and everything, but the fact that this church would be so generous and so kind to somebody who was a first-time visitor that they had never met before um, shocked me. I was totally caught off guard. Um, You know, the Bible tells us in... um, all throughout the scripture really but one verse that sticks out to me is in James 127 it says pure religion and undefiled before God is um, helping the fatherless and the widow in their affliction and to keep yourself unspotted from the world right so um, that part in there where it talks about the fatherless and the widow it's it's really talking about meeting people's needs meeting them where they're at and being there for them in their affliction and here this church was doing that for me 
Um, and I just thought that that was incredible. And I love also how God brings things full circle because the church where I'm serving now um, is that same church. I had left there for a while after I had gotten saved, um, but God brought me back there, and that's now where I'm serving um, on a weekly basis um, through the worship team and, and through the youth ministry there. Um, but at that time, like, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going on this two-day trip. I was addicted to per- to pills um, and to Percocets specifically. And I was not planning on going on this trip and getting saved. Like, that wasn't my goal, right? My goal, if you remember, <laughs> was to just go away for two days. That was it. Just get away from everything. And somehow that was going to solve all my problems. Um, And little did I know that God was up in heaven laughing and going, yeah, actually, it will. Um, But I go on this trip, and I remember the day that I pulled up to the church, and it was the day that we were leaving. And I remember sitting there and just really hating all of these people, um, thinking that they were being ridiculous with these huge smiles that they had on their face. I'm like, these people are fake. There's no way that these smiles are real. and I had my pills tucked away where nobody could find them. And I couldn't wait to get on the bus and throw a couple in my mouth because I was like not having it. Um, and I go on this trip and the first night people, these young kids are jumping up around me that they want the cross. And I am sitting there and I am mocking them. I am thinking in my head how ridiculous all of these people are jumping up. I want the cross as if that's going to do something for them. And um, the next morning, I get up and all I see is more smiling faces. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, And I went and I took all the pills that I had left. I was like, you know what? I am just going to get super high and pray that I don't get a withdrawal. Um, And so that's what I did. I took the rest of my pills and went to the morning conferences and worship sessions thinking like this day was going to be just like any other and then somebody mentioned that pod was performing and i was shook (laughs) um as somebody who was like a rocker and metalhead back then like pod was a band that i frequently listened to no idea that they were a christian band and their their name meant payable unto death like (laughs) who knew did you know? Like, I mean, seriously, if, if you're listening to this right now, f- please message me and tell me if you knew that without having to Google it or having somebody tell you. Because I had no idea. And I had been listening to that music for some time at that point. So I'm stoked. I'm like, yes, I can't wait to headbang to POD. Like, this is going to be awesome. And they perform. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm bugging out. And they finish up. And now I'm sobering up. And... <laughs> Um, I'm not going into withdrawals. I'm not feeling any of the facts. I'm just sobering up. And it's probably the first time that I had been sober and probably like, uh, let's see, I was 18 at the time. I started getting high when I was 14. So what is that? Like, that's only four years. So the first time I've been sober since I started getting high. So four years. Um, and all of a sudden I started listening to things, you know, all these different messages start seeping in and I'm starting to hear what these people are talking about. And that night, (laughs) sorry, sometimes thinking back to it, I'm still like blown away. But that night, 
um, Ron Luce, who was the leader of this organization, um, which was called Battle Cry, by the way. I didn't mention that earlier. Um, you might find it similar to kind of like Acquire the Fire or Speed the Light, or even now um, Passion Conferences are very popular. So it's something along those lines for um, the younger people to come together and just worship the Lord and get deeper in their walk with him. And I'm sitting there, Ron Luce is talking, and he's asking if anybody's ever been depressed, anxious, abused. Um, and he goes on to say a bunch of others. And he says, will you stand for me? And me, in my arrogance and pride, I'm thinking, yeah, I'll stand. I'll show with the, these Christians what it really means to, to struggle in life. And I stood up, and he said, I'm going to pray for you. And he starts praying. <laughs> And I start crying <laughs> and the whole place goes silent. And I just hear, hear the still small voice of God tell me that everything is going to be okay. And all of a sudden I just felt light. You know, at that time I still weighed 400 pounds. And when I sat down, I felt as light as a feather. I have never felt that again in my life. <laughs> um, but that day I felt like this weight, this huge weight of all this depression, all of these things that I had been carrying for so long was just lifted off of me. And I sat down and I was like, whoa, something just happened. Something I couldn't explain had just occurred to me. And it was after that that they shared the gospel and I heard about Jesus's love his sacrifice for us and his desire um, to be in community with us and um, that all I had to do was accept him and they asked if anybody want to follow Jesus to come up to the stage and I darted like I just was like um <laughs> Because I was just so overwhelmed with joy. And I was like, you know what, Lord, if you could do this in just one moment, what can you do with the rest of my life? And, you know, it wasn't until I was preparing for this podcast and thinking about what I was going to speak that I realized the significance of that statement. All of a sudden, there was a rest of my life you know just a few days prior I had been planning to end my life and now <laughs> I had this hope for this future for the rest of my life and even now to this day when I think about the things that I've overcome and the things that have happened in the past I think back to that moment and I think back to the fact of where God has took me from and all of those other things um, seem so insignificant. You know, they just get smaller and smaller. The longer that I spend with Christ, the more that I lean on him, um, these small things that I go through and I still struggle with things. I still go through things. Um, you know, this world, we're going to continue to have trials and tribulations until Christ comes again. And um, I've been through my fair share of suffering, even in my young life. Um, I am 34, by the way. I know I probably look younger, um, <laughs> but uh, I've, I've been through a lot in my life. And God has just shown himself so faithful in the love and patience and peace that he's given me over and over in time again. And so that that whole kit and caboodle right there is the reason 
for keto and Christ. Um, without Jesus, I would not be here. And I am forever grateful for him. And I want to share his word and truth with the world because he is worthy of so much praise. And I have so many testimonies that I look forward to sharing with you guys and so many stories of just how amazing Jesus is. Um, you know, so if you are listening today and you have been walking for Christ for any amount of time, I pray that you would just be deeper with him, that you would give him your fears and your anxieties. Because I promise you, even when it's dark, God is still a light and a lamp for our feet. And he is the way through that darkness. Um, and if you've if you've never made that decision before, if you've never even heard that you can make that decision before to follow Christ as your savior. I want to tell you about a God who loves you. You know, John 3:16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that anyone who believes on him can be saved and have eternal life. And that is the kind of God that I serve, a God who loves you. And it doesn't matter um if you're imperfect. It doesn't matter how far away from him you feel right now. All you need to do is make that decision to follow him and repent and he will come into your life and give you a peace that passes all understanding. Um, and yeah, it might be hard. It's not an easy decision, but it's the best decision I've ever made. And I promise that it'll be the best decision that you make um, as well. So uh, thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to talking to you all more in the future. Um, some things that are going to come up on here, the first few episodes, it'll probably just be me and you. Um, but eventually in the future, I'll be having interviews. I will also be going live on my TikTok from time to time um, and have people who are listeners join in and actually be live on the podcast with me. So make sure that you're following me on my different social medias. I will have them um listed for you guys at the end so that way you could keep a lookout for for those opportunities to be um, a guest on keto in christ until next time god bless you and have a great night dear friends thank you so much for joining me today on this first episode and um i just wanted to encourage you if you've made a decision tonight to follow christ or if you're a believer and you're having trouble getting connected to um, a community of believers around you, um, I want to encourage you to reach out. Um, you can reach me at keto.n.christ at gmail.com. I would love to talk to you, answer any questions you have um, within my ability, um, and also point you in the right direction of next steps in this decision to follow Christ. Um, so you could reach out to me um, there at the email or on any of my social media pay platforms. Um, and I really encourage you to not go through this walk alone. And if you've made that decision to really reach out to me or someone in your life that could help you continue your steps in following Jesus. God bless you. And I'll be praying for you. Bye-bye.